Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the good old-fashioned Philly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rick Reinhardt, and uh, i got to be honest with you guys, man. It's, it's an honor to even uh, be doing this podcast uh, with such a great title as the good old-fashioned Philly Wrestling Podcast. It's kind of hard to say. It's kind of a tongue twister sometimes. But today, we are going to be reviewing uh, two matches that I witnessed uh, from the Stu Hart uh tribute show from 1995 uh i'm sorry it was an uh, 50th anniversary show uh so we're gonna go right down the list here i'm gonna do the matches that i saw and then i'm gonna go back downstairs and watch some more um we got to see uh chris benoit versus louis spicoli and i really thought about doing a whole episode here for louis uh being that uh we are here in philadelphia where Louis Spicoli uh, left a, a, a serious uh, imprint and, and, and mark on the wrestling world uh, in a very short time in ECW. And I know Louis Spicoli was a Southern California wrestler who also could do the Lucha Libre stuff because in that area, the Lucha Libre stuff comes in a lot. Uh, it's, right, it's right there, you know what I mean? Not far from Mexico. When I was down in uh, San Diego, I ended up in Mexico by accident, and uh, it was no problem getting over the border, but it was, uh, you know, it took me a little bit to get back, man. Uh, you know, I, I, got, I got pulled over the whole nine, man. Um, but, yeah, so check it. Um, Chris Benoit versus Louis Spicoli. This was an interesting match uh, watching it because I, I've, you know, learned to love Louis Spicoli's style uh, in the ring, and he was going up against Benoit, who was, you know, uh, one of the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, uh, intense individuals in the history of the wrestling business. I, I, th that's all I could really truly say about the man and, and his work because his work is fucking phenomenal. Um, and I'm not trying to big up the dude like that, but, you know, I was always a fan of Dynamite Kid, and watching Benoit is, is like watching him, man. Uh, I don't know what else to say about that besides that, uh, you know, some of the, some of the, the way that that match ended was really cool. Um, just kind of seeing how these different kinds of finishes are being used on this show. And, you know, just anything from, you know, the uh, mi the mid-90s, late-90s, you know, 80s, all that stuff. It's so great to see the crowd and to see how uh, people are not on smartphones. Um, it really does make that much difference for me as, as somebody who's watching, you know what I mean? Um now I'm going to do the match between the 1-2-3 Kid versus Keith Hart. Uh, this was an interesting match, man, because I, I could have swore that Keith was going to go over, especially with the 1-2-3 Kid being the heel. And and I got to say, man, that was that was Sean Waltman in his prime, uh, the 1-2-3 Kid, 6-Pac, X-Pac. I know X-Pac had a good run when he came back to uh, the Attitude Era, but, you know, 6-Pac didn't do much in WCW because of his injury, um, he, he, however, was involved in, you know, the, the, probably the biggest, you know, revolutionary change in the history of the wrestling business, which was the NWO. But seeing the one, two, three kid in his prime here in 1995, uh, you know, you, you could, you could see the different levels of pro wrestling that was going on at that time in this match. You know, Keith Hart, you know, son of Stu Hart, brother of Brett Nowen, uh, Bruce, you know what I mean? You could, you could see how his Canadian wrestling going up against the one, two, three kids, let's say, I guess you could say big time wrestling at that time. Uh, you know, being that, being that, you know, WWF was the big time, still is the big time. 
and to be able to perform at that level, you got to be good. And and the one two three kid comes out swinging on this match. And um, I remember hearing about the one two three kid in PWI before he became the one two three kid when he you know defeated Razor Ramon. Uh, I believe that was on a Monday Night Raw, if I'm not mistaken. I remember watching it when it happened. Um, but yeah, so I, I remember hearing about the one, two, three kid, like the lightning kid. And he had a couple other names back then. Um, I, I don't want to say the wrong one, so I'm not going to say it, but, uh, you know, it, I, I, you know, I'd have to brush up on that, but j- just saying, um, the one, two, three kid in 1995 was on a, on a certain level of performing that you could only get to if you're performing almost every night. And those guys in the WWF, especially at that time, you know, they were on the road like 300 days a year so. Um, it shows. Now, there are some other matches that I'm going to get to. We're going to see Razor Ramon versus Owen Hart, which will be a good one, I'm sure. Uh, Terry Funk and Dory Funk Jr. versus Brian Pillman and Keith Hart. I can't wait to review that match. Any footage of Pillman, I just fucking love, man. And, and I'm, you know, over the years, I've learned that Terry Funk and Dory Funk, uh, you know, they... Like, you know, when I was growing up, they weren't my favorite guys, but you learn over the years to truly, truly appreciate them. And then, you know, I was there for the Terry Funk ECW stuff, and at first I didn't understand why he was getting pushed as hard as he was, but then you start seeing the guy and how he reinvented himself, and it's fucking amazing. I mean, Terry Funk is a fucking legend, and I'm going to surely call that match uh, later tonight. Um and I can't wait to see this rematch, too. Davey Boy Smith versus Bret Hart. I remember uh, earlier, you know, 1993, I believe it was. It was either 92 or 93. Davey Boy and Bret Hart um, in the uh, the Wembley Stadium match. And, I, you know, I was a huge... I, let me just say it like this. I was a huge British Bulldogs fan of Dynamite Kid Jr. Espe- I'm sorry, Dynamite Kid especially, and Davey Boy Smith especially... Uh, so when Davy Boy Smith went solo and he and he came back with the braids, uh, you know I was all over that man and I was rooting for him against Bret Hart in that match. Also because Bret Hart was the guy who beat my guy Kurt Henning for the Intercontinental Title. So when Davy Boy Smith won that Intercontinental Title that that night, I mean that was that that that's what you, that's what I wanted as a fan. And it, it made me very happy. Uh, and I, and I, I know the story behind the match now has come out on YouTube and. You know, that's fucking crazy shit, man. Those fucking guys are crazy, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, seeing Louie doing his thing, uh, I love watching old Louis Spicoli matches every time. What an underrated worker. Uh, you know, tragic about, tragic about how he passed. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's one of those weird things, man. I, I don't ever try and justify death or anything like that, but Louis Spicoli is going to be forever remembered in pro wrestling because of he he went out when he was really he was he was really working hard and on fire and and you know it's great that ECW is the reason why he's going to be remembered in that way because they were on it even back then they renamed um the Death Valley Driver the Spicoli Driver you know it's things like that man i mean that's that's beautiful man i don't know what else to say um yeah so there it is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the good old-fashioned Philly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rick Reinhardt, and i got to say, Philly Wrestling lives forever.